You're now listening to the Live Different Podcast with Matt Wilson. What is happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Live Different Podcast. Today's episode, very exciting, sponsored by Under 30 Experiences, of course, our travel company for young people. And we have an awesome crossover with our friend and guest today on the show, Rajiv Nathan from Idea Lemon. Now, Raj has been on two Under 30 Experiences trips. He is just an awesome all-around guy, and you're going to hear more from him in a second. But he and his company, Idea Lemon, are about to go on an epic road trip all across the United States, starting in Chicago, headed to Kansas City. Uh, by August 10th, they'll be in Denver and Boulder. Uh, August 20th, uh, sorry, August 18th, they'll be to Seattle. After that, to Portland. By August 24th, they'll be in San Francisco. August 28th, they'll be in LA. They're stopping off September 3rd for an awesome Labor Day weekend detour with Under 30 Experiences having an alumni reunion out there, then through Vegas. Down to Austin, September 13th through 15th, Houston on the 16th of September, New Orleans on the 18th, and uh, passing through Nashville, and then to Chicago. These are two guys that just quit their jobs to pursue their dreams, one of which is going on an epic road trip all across the United States. They have a podcast uh, called Discover Your Inner Awesome. Um, More on that, of course, in the show notes, but... They are going to be wrapping under 30 experiences, and you are about to hear why. So check it out, uh, under30experiences.com and our slash blog or our show notes on under 30 CEO today. With all the, if you, it will have all of the details about uh, this road trip and how you can get involved. So check it out, under30experiences.com, and uh, now on with your regular scheduled programming. Welcome, everybody, to the Live Different podcast. My name is Matt Wilson, and I am here with Rajiv Nathan, at Raj Nation, as uh, your Twitter handle says. And Raj and his company, Idea Lemon, uh, are here to help people get noticed for what they love doing. And uh, Raj is a under-30 experiences alumni, two-timer, has been to Belize and Costa Rica with us. And... uh, we are doing, we're shooting a abbreviated podcast. Raj was a bonus episode right around number three or four in the beginning where I was on his podcast. Um, Discover Your Inner Awesome. Discover Your Inner Awesome. Thank you, Raj. And uh, bailing me out of that one. And, uh, but it actually, that's been one of the best episodes yeah. yet. Um, except, except I was on your podcast. Yeah. So that just means your podcast is awesome. So shout, will you shout out the name again? Yeah. It's called Discover Your Inner Awesome. And uh, so Raj and I just tried to meet for yoga. We are in Chicago in Raj's apartment. Um, There's bikes everywhere. You said there were bikes and boxes (laughs) everywhere. There are definitely bikes. Well, one of my roommates is a triathlete. Okay, that's – you have at least five boxes – five bikes in the living room, but you also have three bikes outside. I don't know if those are the neighbors. So, no, they all belong to this. I only own one bike myself. The rest of them are between two of my other roommates. All right, and it's a badass hipster 1980s Schwinn. Is it from yes. the 80s? 90s, oh, maybe. I think it's an 80s. It's a 10-speed. I think it's from the 80s. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> I call her Maxine. 
Maxine, all right. So long story short, I missed yoga, but that's all right. We're trying to catch up and we but, said- But no, let me, can I, can I kick this off here though? Or kick like, it off. Uh, what I really liked is, so it was a, what, like a 10 o'clock class, I think. Yes. And then you called me at like 9.45 and you're like, hey, I don't know if I'm going to make it. And I was like, okay, well, class can start, you know, like up to five minutes late, then they lock the doors. And you were like, all right, if I make it, I make it, but I hate rushing to yoga. So uh, it, you know, I'll just catch up with you after, if not. And like, you're probably the only person I've ever heard in that situation not be like, holy shit, I have to go. Oh my God, I'm right. I'm, I'm, like, if that were me, I would have been running. Like, I would have gotten out of the oh, car and God, just sprinted no. down the street. God, no. And, and like, then you go in and you disrupt the whole class. And then you disrupt the energy of the yeah. whole class, which really bothers me. And forget all these other nice people who yeah. are supposed to be doing something in union and experiencing this togetherness of the universe yeah. and each other. You just feel like shit when you do that. Oh, yeah, like, totally. I go to yoga to de-stress, and if I have the rush, I just call it. I'm yeah. just like, go away. No, and I, and I love that because... I think like, and I know it's like a trait of you because you're always like, you're very, from what I know of you, you're very calm. And if it's something that's going to like disrupt your own, let's just call it flow state. Mm-hmm. You're like, all right, let it just pass. There mm-hmm. are more things that can, that can come out of this uh, or I, that can, that can happen later. Man, I really appreciate that because that took so much work. That, that was not me a year and a half ago. That was definitely not me three or four years ago. I used to just be kind of, and and I'm sure you can relate with the whole, you know, being an entrepreneur, you think you're the captain of the universe is the term that I like to use, and you think you're just, or the master of the universe, and you're always, people just are so caught up in their ego, but so caught up in that you control everything going around you, and all of the suffering in my life has been because of the attachment to me thinking that I can control everything, which is just uh, a made-up thing that I think, you know, like, I don't know, I don't want to dive too meta too early. We're we're four (laughs) minutes in. We gotta build into the meta. Yeah, we're we're four minutes in, man. It is, it is. We better just hit it hard because, like, look, man, time and money and all this stuff is just stuff that we've made up. Yeah. Just to feel good about ourselves and, um, to rank ourselves within society and all of this. And while I think time and money are also our two most valuable um, resources that we have in the world and they're super important and we should uh, pay very special close attention to them. I do not like to, uh, I don't like to misuse them, that's for sure. And if I'm just... I don't know if I'm rushing and stressing to get, especially to a yoga class, it defeats the purpose. But thank you for saying that I look very calm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and again, it's like, if that were me, and I'm not in like the, I hope I'm getting better at it, but I'm not in the calmness that you're at. It's like, Mm -hmm. you're like, you're way up here and I'm like halfway there maybe. Mm -hmm. But I still know, like, I sometimes keep myself a slave to the clock. Like in that situation, like I've rushed to plenty of yoga classes and it hasn't crossed my mind. Well, maybe this will be a worse experience if I walk in there in a hurry, um, which right. obviously doesn't apply to everything. Like, you have to be at a meeting. You have to be at a meeting. Or take it, what, take it away from yoga classes. So For like, sure. You know, like it's a business meeting. You can't look like a jackass and be like, well, I'm going to be two minutes late, so I'm not showing up at all. Right. Um, <laughs> but, but I think, you know, in general, take it out of, like, 
corporate world or business stuff. Um, we don't treat, like you mentioned, time and money, right? Those are two things that we say we spend. You spend time on something, you spend money on something. Mm-hmm. But we don't spend them equally. Um, and this is something I've really realized in the last maybe half a year to a year is if you were to spend money as you spent time, you would be broke in the first hour of your day. Because hmm. anything that attracts your time and attention, you divert to that. And it's very easy to divert to that. But like, think about if you walked out in the day and spent money on every billboard you saw. Like, like there's a sure. billboard, buy this. Okay, all right, there's a coffee shop here, buy that. You'd be broke very quickly. Sure. We spend on both of these, but one of them, we, we inherently decided to, hey, we need to, get to curtail that because we know that there's limited resources of it. And time should be viewed as a limited resource. It's, not. Yeah, it's our most finite resource, right. and it comes down to the allocation of resources, which is time and money, which what we were talking to on our walk here on this beautiful Chicago day was how it was focus. And you said something to me, and I have one other thing to add because uh, you saw my face light up <laughs> when you said spending, how we spend our money. Um, probably... Right around 21 or or so, um, you know the internet marketer Evan Pagan. He does a lot of personal development stuff. Well, he has like this alter ego, how we got to start David D'Angelo. And so it was all about how to – he – actually, this is kind of funny because you guys talk about developing your inner awesome. Well, this was – he wasn't so much a a pickup artist, but he was more – a type of guy um, who would teach other men how to be comfortable with themselves and how to, he said, have a deep inner game. And it's not like this front, right? It's not like you're just putting on, I don't know, your your bling, your gold gold chain to impress the ladies because that's just a facade. You actually have something that is important to you inside and you're cool with yourself and so other people are going to with you also anyway in this program that I was doing years ago the perfect thing that he said was that he discussed the concept of spending time and spending money versus investing time and investing money and it was just I've tried to live by that ever since and so you walk down the street and you try to say, is this going to be a good investment of my time? Is this going to be a good investment of my money? Yeah. And then uh, I'll link up this episode um, of the Bulletproof Executive. And I believe his, it is a doctor uh, who's read, who has written nine uh, New York Times bestsellers on brain health. And one of his... Dave Asprey always does the three things to help you kick more ass at the end of his show. And this guy's final thing was, and it was all about brain health and just being sharper and focused and in the flow state and healthier. And one of his things was everything that you go to put in your body, you say, is this good for my brain or is this not good for my brain? Or is this a good, I would phrase it differently. I would phrase it, is this a good investment for my brain or for my health? Is this the highest quality food available? Uh, but I, I love that concept that yeah, you just brought up. And I, and I think so, and there's a couple of ways or like tricks, hacks, whatever you want to call them that I've picked up in the last, uh, let's say this year. Um, one of them to spend your time better, I call it the 
burner method. Okay. Um, so like we're in my kitchen right now, right? You see, there's a stove. Over did there. you write about? Did you write about this? I it's did. Familiar. I did. Okay. So basically, we'll link up this article on. And for anybody listening, all of our resources. Um, we're gonna have to like link up David D'Angelo yeah. and his deep inner game for anybody who is who is interested. But uh, I always try to scribble these down on the side. But yeah, the burner method. We'll link up. It's a blog oh, post. Yeah. What what can you tell everybody the name of your blog? Yeah, so it's just idealemon.com, um, and then all the blog posts are up, are up there. Okay, cool. Um, and all this can be found on under thirty CEO in the show notes. So with the burner method, look at how you spend your time. As you're looking top down at like a range top stove, and there are four burners on this stove, two in the front and two in the back. Now, each of these burners represents what you're dedicating your time to. The things that are in the back burner are things that are on the back burner in your life. They are act, they are things that are important to you and you're focused on, but you've been able to kind of autopilot them in a way. Like you don't need to actively dedicate like new attention or new thoughts to it. You're, they're important to you, they're things that you're doing, but they're on the back burner, they're sizzling. Mm. The two things on the front burner are the two things that are most important to you that you're actively thinking about. They're actively cooking, like you're throwing the oil on, you have to saute the vegetables, all that stuff. You have to pay attention to what, what's going on. You can't like put it on the stove and then go take a shower and come back. No, right? I've tried to do that before. <laughs> so with that, um, that's it. You get four things. And it's crazy to think, you have to pick four things what are you going to pick but that really is what it should come down to and i haven't like scientifically done this to say like four is better than five but i just know it's worked for me to say what are the top four things in my life and everything else is off the stove or it cooked already so it's it's not something i'm actively thinking about and it's not what i'm dedicating my emotional energy and mm. my time to so like um for me right now my front burner's Lemon and my yoga practice. My back burners are my music and sounds crazy. I'm forgetting my fourth burner, but there's something else on that fourth burner. Is this your uh, road trip that you're going on? It will be. I, I consider that part of Idea Lemon. Okay. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the fourth burner. Okay, that's fine. Um, and if it's on the back, that's the purpose of the back. Burner. Sure. Yeah. You know, like as long there. as the burner's not on. Yeah, you know, exactly. Don't burn down the apartment. <laughs> but. but with that, it's like, okay, these are the four things. And if everything doesn't align with, if things that are out there don't align with that, for me, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to partake in it. So basically what I do to, to still have a life is I just try and involve people in what I'm already doing. And that's if they awesome. don't want to do it, cool. I'm not, I can't, I can't always go out of my way for other people. And I'm not expecting them to go out of the way for me, but if they want to, they can. So, like, tell, like, tell someone I haven't seen in a while wants to come hang out. I'm like, hey, come to my show tonight. We, you'll see Love me perform that. and we can hang out there. Love or, like, um, with seeing you, I was like, why don't we take a yoga class, right? Instead of, yeah. instead of let's go get coffee, right? Or, like, let's do this podcast. Like, that's cool because that, for me, it's, like, something I want to do. It came out of not being able to do the yoga class. Yes, and, and I want to mention a book that is – Everyone needs to read this book, um, and actually anything written by Keith Ferrazzi, um, he writes his books. This sounds so familiar. Uh, really, really good stuff. Uh, really, really good stuff. Um, his most recent one, I believe, was Who's in Your Corner, mm. but his book that made him famous, or at least this is how I heard about him, was Never Eat Alone. And so he has like spreadsheets of all the people that he knows. I mean, this is old school. The book sure. is written, I don't know, 
15 years ago. But it's every time it comes to a city, and this is kind of what we do with under 30 experiences, is we'll hold an event so that everybody comes. Or yeah. like, And random cities before under 30 experiences was even going on, and we were focused more on under 30 CEO. Yeah. We'll get back to focus in a, yeah, in a moment. But <laughs> we used to say, oh, I showed up one time in Phoenix, Arizona. I opened up my LinkedIn, and I messaged 25 people in Phoenix, probably more, 30 people that I knew, and a dozen people came out for a happy hour within like 48 hours <laughs> notice. Maybe nothing goes on, goes on in Phoenix, Arizona, <laughs> but we had a blast. And uh, these were all readers. This was probably at the height of under 30 CEO. We sure. had like a half a million people reading every month. And yeah. So yeah, people came out really quick on a short, on a moment's notice, and this was just connection. So I totally agree with that. I had this discussion with with my brother-in-law, um, and he's a, a super, super successful fashion designer, and he has stores in, in Tokyo and Paris, and we've we've talked about this before. I haven't talked I about this on the podcast. Um, well, <laughs> and you're really long sleeve. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I see you on several trip photos. Right, thanks, dude. I, <laughs> I appreciate it. I live out of a backpack here, but I do have his brand uh, opening ceremony, and we'll finally link that up we'll link up some OC opening ceremony stuff but this is a guy who has four stores in Tokyo one in LA two in New York one in London I don't know where else he has stores I can't even remember and runs a completely different fashion line I asked him this and I was like man how do you how do you do that how do you do this and he's like oh it's easy I just you know he basically he has dinners for everybody and or he has a cookout or yeah. a barbecue baby shower or yeah. whatever not like he's having babies all the time but, <laughs> but he had one in LA and yeah. he had one in New York because that's yeah. where his family and his friends and the people who were most important to him were um, but yeah I, I love that concept yeah. so and then, is, and then on the dinner point so that's something I, I think my fourth birthday was Social life. <laughs> okay. I think that's what it is. Okay, yeah. My fourth burner is clearly my fashion sense because I'm awesome at it. It's 90 degrees today and I'm wearing long sleeves. It's, uh, dude, I might need a, a recommendation for a laundromat around. Oh, yeah, sure. Actually, because yeah, I totally. have a backpack full Use of laundry dirty clothes. Uh, that could work too. I would have to do it physically myself. Okay, now, so. we'll, we'll, it's an abbreviated episode. We got, uh, we got like 20 minutes to hammer, hammer this stuff out. Um, can we come back to focus? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, it's like funny because like we're getting off focus, and you're like, can we come back to focus? So you said something really interesting that your two themes of the year yeah. were focus and non-judgment. Correct. Not did you say non-judgment? Yeah, removing, removing judgment. Okay. And I was fascinated by this because I was like, man, over the course of Long our, our lives, however fortunate we are to uh, to be alive on this planet, can you imagine if you knocked off a huge theme? If you were like, oh yeah, you know, imagine when you're 45, and you were like, yeah, well, how old are you now, Raj? 26. 26. Like, oh yeah, back in 2015, that was year of uh, non-judgment. Yeah, and, hopefully. Um, <laughs> I knocked like that out. The dragon, yeah, <laughs> can you imagine if, if in a year, if that is what you trained your mind to do, how awesome your life would be for the yeah. forever? It would be great. I hope to be able to say that. Maybe I hope more that than you year, do but... too, and I hope that you knock two themes. But habitually, you're able to, you train, and, and I'm into the training your brain yeah. to not judge things and training your brain to 
right? Like, just a perfect example. I forget. Um, I was calling somebody, and uh, I was calling someone this morning, and I was like, it was Jared. <laughs> I'll say, what's up, Jared? Jared O'Toole, our co-founder of Under 30 Experience. In my head, I was like, why the fuck is he not picking up his phone? What could he possibly be doing in Ireland at 7 p.m.? That drunk Irish... No, I, went, I didn't go on that and exaggerating a little bit, but I'm like, come on, man. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, I just talked to you five minutes ago. I'm at the bank. I'm trying to, yeah. trying to call you and take care of something very important, an international like, wire transfer. Yeah. And I was like, but my brain is trained to say, well, that's just a very negative thought right now that you don't need to have about uh, Jared. And that will certainly not help him do his job better. And that will certainly not help me enjoy my day better or have any less stress. So taking that concept, boom, knock two things out of the year. Uh, I like that a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, basically the idea is uh, it, it started with me kind of realizing I never considered myself a judgmental person, but I was quick to judge in a lot of things more than I ever realized. And then, so let's start there, and I'll get into the focus theme after that. So the, the, the removing judgment, uh, it's crazy, like, how I realized it. Um, and it was from, so if you remember, we were back in Belize in January. I had just come off a breakup, and we were talking a lot about that. Mm -hmm. And in kind of, you know, thinking about that and what, what I had seen since breaking up like I was like I was quick to judge my ex on a lot of things that mm -hmm. she was doing in her life not like oh what are you doing but like mentally like really kind of thing right um and it, it was a combination of that and then music was another part of it too uh when I say that I mean she listened to Britney Spears no 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 like we actually <laughs> her and I had like the exact same taste in music so that was great but what I started to see and this came from listening to a uh one of my favorite podcasts it's called Microphone Check it's an NPR podcast. Okay. Uh, we'll link that up. Uh, Shahid Ali Muhammad from Tribe Called Quest hosts a show with his girl Franny Kelly and they, inter they interview rappers and producers every episode. On NPR? Yeah. Oh, it's called Microphone awesome. Check. So they had this episode with, uh, with J. Cole and just listening to that just brought a lot of thoughts into my mind and it was that what I saw when I traditionally always done with music is think that my taste of music is the right taste and other people Definitely. specifically with hip hop you know other things other genres whatever but Specifically with hip-hop, I remember, like, in high school, always being like, oh, Lil Wayne is trash. I don't know how anyone listens to him. Like, you're stupid for listening to Lil Wayne. Mm. He's ruining hip-hop, all this stuff. Like, young Jeezy, what are you thinking? Like, all this stuff. And then I started to realize, like, earlier this year, I was like, just because I need music for a specific reason in my life, and just because I use music in a cer certain way and interpret it in a certain way, doesn't mean everyone else interprets and needs it in that same way or has to have it in that same way in their life. So rather than getting pissed, and I used to get pissed like, oh, these club songs are ruining hip-hop. I'm like, well, A, why am I the judge of what makes hip-hop? Sure. And B, if this is how someone derives value out of this piece of art, great, awesome. Sure. Like, and, and I'm not going to lie, like, yeah, obviously there are some like whatever quote-unquote club songs that I like. And overall, like I don't gravitate towards that type, but it's more about like, okay, I gravitate towards other types of hip-hop because I have a certain need for this music in my life and other people have different needs and that's okay if that's what they need it for. Like, I can't expect, and this is what I had to like, you know, really, it was like this revelation. I was like, how can I possibly expect everyone else to think exactly as I think? Yes, and do you think, because I'm 
snobby and I keep these, th I'm snobby about a lot of things that like, I happen to be a ski snob, yeah. right? Because I lived in Breckenridge, Colorado, so I know what a good day of skiing is. And there's probably some people who'd be like, oh, Breck, whatever, like mm -hmm. loser, <laughs> I don't know. But when I think about skiing on the East Coast or I think about skiing groomers or I think about skiing other places, uh, I don't know, I think, oh, okay. But because I'm on the fringes and I think I know what's good, just like if it was wine or just yeah. if like it was, I don't know, coffee, I can't stand Dunkin' Donuts, right? I think it's, I, I think the color scheme is horrible. I think it's polluting America. We don't need any more of this crap. Yeah, man. Shout out to Dunkin' Donuts and everyone who works there. Ten thousand stores in New England, probably. But I think it's just like fucking sell donuts and it's polluting the the world. You know, when you order a regular coffee, it's Three creams and three sugars with a <laughs> side, my with, a side with a side of diabetes. It's, <laughs> anyway, so but I, this place across the street, La Colombe, yeah, very good, very good. If you get the chance to go in Chicago or New York, definitely check out La Colombe. But I don't want everybody to go to La Colombe. Actually, I want all of our podcast listeners to know what good coffee is, and people to. I do. I want people to stop going to Dunkin' Donuts because I think it's shit and. As uh, Raj and I had this discussion once before about how every dollar that you spend is a vote for how you want the world. But if everybody skied like off piece little trails that I like, you, you know, you take all my powder stashes, yeah. man. And, you know, well, I, so want, that's like I want people, right? Like, so I don't want to get too popular. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's how I am. But would you like to go to the club and hear, would you like to be out and hear all the cool stuff that you like? Well, so sometimes that happens and I'm like, oh, this is really cool that they're playing but this you're song. Like, finally, yeah. somebody's going to catch on. You no, know, but I don't know. Overall, and, that, and this is what I've like come to. I'm like, uh, so here's a great example. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the rapper Hoodie Allen. Uh, he's a Brooklyn guy. White, white dude. dude. Yeah. Um, yes. He's someone who I love because I feel like I'm like a version of him. Okay. Like he's probably somewhere between my age and your age, so 27, 28. Um, he worked at he worked at Penn for college. He worked at Google, and then he was I mean he was always been rapping on the side. And he was like, I want to make rapping my career, and he was like on the rise in 2010 to 2013. Like he just caught this crazy fanfare without ever being signed, with only putting out mixtapes. Like mm -hmm. he put out an EP unsigned in 2012, I believe it was, that got to like number five on the Billboard 100. It was like a five-song EP, six-song EP. Uh, and then more and more people started to know who he was. And sure. I felt this, like, personal connection to him, not only because I, like, quote-unquote, found him mm -hmm. early on in his career, but on top of that, he was so cool with his fans where, like, if you tweet him, he'll tweet you back. So, like, literally, like, I was in, I was, like, shopping in Sports Authority one day, and the sample he uses on one of his songs came out over the radio. No way. And I tweeted him, and I was like, hey, that, that, that one song you sample you use for song for an actress just played in sports theory and he like within seconds he replied he's like oh great song by fits in the tantrums love them wow and i was like this is cool that, like i feel like this is like my friend who's like on the rise here and then he was on conan o'brien last year or, uh, earlier this year so you like to see that is it only cool because you discovered him early well i know i feel like a bit a greater like 
Whereas before I'd be like, oh, like I want to protect this for myself. Now it's like, no, I'm so happy that he's gotten to this level that he's on Conan O'Brien mm-hmm. now, and now he's got this, you know, chart topper on iTunes and all this stuff. And I granted, I actually don't like his newest album. I think okay. he's changed the music a lot from what it was. Um, right. Like I used to really like Wale until he signed with Maybach yeah, Music exactly. and, and made a shitty like poppy those, yeah. album, and it wasn't true totally. to him talking about DC sports. Right. Or like Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. That's an awesome mix. What's the name if anybody's? So listening? he has the mixtape about nothing. Mm-hmm. He has more about nothing, and then most recently the album about nothing. He went back to the Seinfeld thing for the most recent. I don't know if I've listened to it because I got turned off. Yeah. By it. also, oh God, I'm gonna have so many things to link up. <laughs> the Seinfeld piece in oh, on com- with Complex with magazine Complex right? Magazine yeah. was one of the I think was one of the best pieces of media that I've seen on the internet. In it's a hilarious interview between Wale and Jerry Seinfeld yeah. where they meet in a Lower East Side diner yeah. that I used to walk by all of the time. So, okay, yeah. I'm I mean, it's like watching like an intro I'm, scene from Seinfeld. Right. It was, and it's just hilarious because these are two people who you'd never think that they would ever have a conversation, but they're huge fans of yeah. each other, apparently. Or I don't know how much yeah. Jerry Seinfeld likes rap. But... No, nah, well, he's... I mean, he samples from that conversation are in the album about nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not nearly as good. It's okay, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I liked his. Um, I liked more about nothing. That, that's one of my favorite compilations of music ever. Um, for the, well, a for the fact that it's got all the Seinfeld references, but I thought the beats, the flow, the words, like all the topics about it. Like I wrote a blog post about one of his songs from that album recently, or from that mixtape. Um, anyways, to get back to what I was saying with like the Hoodie Allen stuff. Yes. <laughs> focusing. Right. <laughs> focusing right. our We'll get back there, I promise you guys. Um, old me, or young me, I guess I should say, mm. would have been like, ah, this thing that I had has gotten out into the public and now it's mainstream. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I don't love his new music, but I know he's doing what he needs to do that's best for his career. And I'm like so happy that this guy who was like, was like I know I'm going to make it someday. It's like saying this in like his songs and in the emails he would send out to his uh, fan fan list, it's like he he's made it. I'm like I'm so I think that's really sure. awesome of him. Yeah, and that's like again like I, I look at that and I'm like, why would I want the world not to hear what this guy has to offer? Why would I only want a certain subsection or a certain populace to be able to For experience sure. this? For sure. And I get what you're saying with like, okay, everyone skis on your trails, like it, your trails it actually does ruin that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but. I think that prevents people from opening the conversation a lot of times because mm-hmm. you want to protect what you have instead of being a little bit more, I don't know, selfless is the right word. Sure. No, it's a... Sharing an experience with someone else or sharing what you love with someone else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Can you give us your best tip for focus? Because clearly we're awesome at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think... Um, so yeah, on that, on that note, a lot of what the focus angle has come this year has been with, with the time thing and then with specifically with my business. Um, and I mentioned this on our pod, the one you did with us, which was our first episode. Um, I mentioned I'm a, I'm a dog chasing cars. So like January of this sure. year, I was a dog chasing cars. And every idea that like came to my mind, I was like, ooh, chase that. Like, do you remember we talked about like, um, oh, wouldn't it be cool if Martin and I put together this yoga retreat? I don't know if you remember that, but that was something that we, we brought up like in our one of our conversations sure. during that trip. And I mean, like five days after landing, I was like, I don't do a fucking yoga retreat. Right. <laughs> I, mean, I would love to go to one. I don't want to put one on. Right. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and that's like not what we're trying to do with our business either. So it, it, it really came with like, okay, get, how do I back off from this dog chasing cars thing? Became, okay, I have the thought. Let me noodle on it for a little bit. Let me sit on it. And instead of voicing it immediately, why don't I voice it a day later? Then a day became a week. And then a week became, you know, whatever, a couple weeks. And it's like, okay, it's still with me. Now it's worth, you know, pursuing or worth talking about. Like there's, I remember earlier this year telling Martin, I was like, I have something on my mind, but I'm intentionally not bringing it up to you because I want to see if it's something that I still care about a week from today. I love it. I love it. I, so I just read this article. Uh, it's a Quora answer about how can I be great like Richard Branson, Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs. Um, and the answer was actually written by – the top answer was written by Elon Musk's ex – Oh right. yeah, I saw that. Yep. And we'll we'll link this up, and it's excellent because I just sent this to Liz, and yeah. Liz has been putting together all of our podcasts and okay. doing everything for under thirty CEOs. So thank you, Liz. Uh, we need to make Liz like an off-camera character. <laughs> character, actually, she just should come on the show. Yeah. But, uh, we had her on ours. Recently. Yeah, I, I heard that. Yeah. I heard that. Um, but she said, "Do something that makes that you are so obsessed with that you." Can't doing it and that's how you become really really good and she said just I don't even know if this is word vehemently follow your passion and if you don't have anything and everybody's probably like are you kidding me asshole follow your passion <laughs> you know it's so cliche yeah. but you think Steve Jobs wasn't obsessed with building totally. a computer totally. that's what made him like that and he was also extreme personality and crazy but he followed it so hard yeah. and so think about, is this something that can get me up totally. every single well, morning? Well, on that note, I just had this conversation with a friend last week. It will become a blog post soon enough. Um, we, I hadn't seen him in like a year and a half. He's getting an MD, PhD. So he's got all sorts of letters after his already long Indian last name. <laughs> uh, and he was telling me like about how the program's doing. So basically he's doing like research in addition to her medical practice. Um, and he was like, yeah, like it's a grind. Um, some days it's awesome. Some days like doing the med like the practice started part of it I don't really like, but the research is love. And I just gotta go, so what keeps you going? And he's like, I, he's like the, the research that I'm doing and the data that I am uncovering could be transformative in the field of medicine. And he's like, I don't want to be a small fry. Like I want to transform this field. And when I think about that research, it literally gives me goosebumps. And why wouldn't you do what gives you goosebumps? And that line, do what gives you goosebumps, I was like, like that gave me goosebumps hearing that. And like I actually think I'm getting goosebumps again right now. That's awesome. Because it's so like, like you can do so much crap, right? And you can work the job you hate and you can hang out with people you don't really like and all this stuff. Or you can make a choice and do what gives you goosebumps and actually like love to get up. 6 a.m. every day, and granted, I take you know my first hour or two for myself, but I cannot wait to just dive into working on idea eleven every single day of the week, because you know, and there are some tasks that suck that just have to get done, but all of it, you know, the horn being like we're running up on our time here, <laughs> yeah, uh, all of it though in, in total, it's like holy crap, this gives me goosebumps, and you know it does from an entrepreneur perspective when it's like some of the work you're doing, you're like I'm not, no one's paying me to do this right now, but I am still 
dude, putting hundreds of hours into this. I love it. I love it. Let me rock the boat for our, our listeners a little bit, and then we got a hard stop coming up. I think I clocked like two minutes fast. So, Excellent. Yeah. Do you think that you will ever meet somebody romantically okay. who gives you goosebumps for the ah. rest of your life? <laughs> that is, oh man, that's a crazy question. I hope to. Um, I mean, I think that's kind of like the aspiration. Are you going to hold, hold out? No. So this is interesting. I think what we're in now is what I call like the Tinder effect, which is whether it's a job, whether it's a person, you can, you're like, this person's good, but you could always swipe left and find another person, right? So it's New York City, man. Yeah. And I think that's interesting because it totally changes, like, it totally changes the game, right? Because you find it very hard to commit to one thing because you're like, but there could be something else out there. I feel like I'm okay at being like, okay, I know there are other things, but this is what's good for right now, and we'll see if it's what's good for long term. Um, yeah, overall, I, I, I do think I would ultimately find someone who gives me goosebumps all the time because, I mean, if I don't, then I'll probably end up getting divorced. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> but, but a lot of that comes from like, you know, like, I think where I see a lot of people make mistakes romantically is nobody, not nobody, a lot of people don't take the time to figure out themselves first and what do they want out of themselves before seeking a partner. Um, and when you do the reverse, you seek a partner and you try to fill the gaps of your life around that, that's where all sorts of problems come up. And you look to someone, like, I hate when people say, this person completes me. It should be this person compliments me. You should be fucking awesome on your own. Someone else just makes you better. Raj, that's a hard stop, brother. <laughs> that is the way to end it. This is the Live Different Podcast. This is Rajiv Nathan. Raj, where can everybody find out about you and Idea Lemon? Idealemon.com. So like idea and then the fruit. Idealemon.com. Um, I highly encourage everyone to subscribe to our email list. My goal is to like be the most valuable email in everyone's inbox. It's tough when I'm competing with the likes of Matt Wilson. <laughs> uh, and then our podcast, uh, which is my co-founder, Martin McGovern, and I, is called Discover Your Inner Awesome, which you can find on iTunes as well. Uh, in that show, which Matt was on our first episode, we show people how to kick ass at life by having the conversations that really only happen after you've had a few beers with your closest friends. Like We have those up front with people. It's fun. We talk about pressing life questions that help people grow. I love it. I love it. Keep uh, keeping, yeah. keep kicking oh, ass. Oh, and, and let, me, let me plug my rap Please. career. My rap name is Phonetic. I'm also a rapper. Um, and as I told you, I'm working with this term entrepreneur. Uh, my music can be found at phonetic, F-E-N-E-T-I-K dot bandcamp dot com. I released an EP earlier this year. It's awesome. And I think you guys will love it too. And we are going to Raj's show tonight in Chicago. Yeah, how cool is that? After the Under 30 Experience <laughs> cool event. So that's a big part of, of why we're here. Yeah. So, dude. Dude, rapid fire. It. Appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah, sounds good. All right, guys. We'll catch you later. Hey, did you enjoy today's episode? If you did, I have a quick favor for you to ask. We are trying to spread the live different mentality, the mission right now, so other people can take advantage of all the stuff that you just got to hear about. If you could go to iTunes 
and leave a review and a rating. This will help us get on the iTunes new and noteworthy list. And that way, a bunch more people can hear about what we do over here at the Live Different Podcast. So I really appreciate it. If you want to share it, please do. Give it to a friend in need. That is what we want to do. And uh, keep doing good stuff. I appreciate it. Thanks.